Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. How to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and your life. And who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty. In fact, my team and I love the pretty. But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amanda Gates. And today I have on Joey Natolo from the podcast, A Space Between. The reason that I wanted to have Joey on the show today is I wanted him to share the real truth about a kundalini awakening or a spiritual awakening. Don't know what that is? Well, don't worry. We're going to talk about that uh, in today's show and just this line between spirituality and mental health and what that even means. Real quick, uh, I want to dive into some quick housekeeping. Mastering Feng Shui enrollment is now closed for fall. But I do want to congratulate everyone who has signed up and joined the course. We are going to have so much fun. Uh, And you're going to learn a lot of stuff too, but we're going to have fun. Um, Some trips that I have coming up. uh, I have some things in the works for this fall, but those aren't quite solidified. But I do know for sure that I'll be in Vegas in January, and I will also be heading to Sedona next April. So if you're in the Phoenix, Glendale, Scottsdale, Peoria, Surprise, Wickenburg, or of course Sedona area, (laughs) I will be traveling to all those areas. So if you'd like to have a feng shui consultation, please reach out to the team and let them know. And Vegas, of course, is just Vegas. So uh, I don't know if a lot of you may or may not know this, but I used to live in Vegas. So um, it's been a good 15 or so years, but um, it's not quite as huge as the Phoenix area is. So if you're in Vegas, you can also reach out to us and let us know if you're interested in getting a feng shui consultation or if you'd like me to do a class, I often do that. Like when I, the whole reason I'm going to Sedona is I'm going to be doing a class. I've been invited to um, some uh, healers there that have yoga studios and things like that. So if you're that in Vegas or the Phoenix area, just let me know. I am super, super stoked to announce I am officially a real estate agent. Woohoo! I'm still waiting to like to get all my paperwork together to send off to the real estate commission. Holy cow, y'all. They wanted me to have my high school diploma. (laughs) Does anyone know where that stupid thing is? Oh, good Lord. I asked if I could use one of my three, yes, three college degrees, and I got a hard no. (laughs) Good Lord. You gotta have your high school diploma. So... I never did find mine, so I had to order a special one, which thank God I was able to get one because my school closed down like five years ago. Oh, Lord have mercy. Leave it to the government to make shit difficult, right? (laughs) So uh, today, 
is a, you know, it's a celebratory thing. Uh, hopefully once I get all those paperwork together, I can um, get that official license. I have like a provisional one, but I'm doing this on the guidance of spirit as I move forward and raise my vibration. It's apparently my mission to help people find energetically valuable spaces. That is literally the term they gave me energetically valuable spaces to help people raise their vibration and what was really shown to me and luckily I had my session with uh, my regression with Alba Weinman because what was shown to me was that people are uh, living in these spaces that have been bad energy right that's that's the whole point of feng shui is we're trying to get that energy right we're trying to fix it and if you are in an energetically uh, dilapidated space, you're agitated, you're irritated, and you're perpetually in below the cross emotions. And you may not be aware that it's your environment that's making it worse. So what this does is this is tethering you to the 3D world and it's preventing you from being able to raise your vibration. And as you all know, if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, we are raising into the fifth dimension. Uh, many of us are already there, myself included. Um, so, you know, if you're in this energetically dilapidated space, it's just holding you back. You may go out into nature and dip into it. You may go out and have a really good time and dip into it, but then you go back to the space. So... Anyways, point to all this is that I am here with my feng shui cape on, my toolbox, and I'm ready to help. So I'm excited to get uh, moving in that direction. And super fun fact, uh, another fun fact, I just had my personal reading done by Marlene Cronin, who was on the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think she was on the first week of September. And she said that my psychic abilities would be uh, coming online this fall. Uh, so not only will I be able to talk to the houses as I've been doing and understand what people need to set forth their goals, but apparently my mediumistic abilities are about to fly off the handle. So that should be a whole lot of fun. Uh, dead relatives, mainly Amy Ray's grandpa, she's my ho uh, co-host to Elevate Yourself. He visits me in yoga all the time. I have this funny story where I was in Downward Dog several months ago and he was telling me that I needed to reach out to Amy, that things weren't going well for her and that I needed to let her know that she needed to get ice cream. Well, I was in the middle of a yoga practice and he said, shouldn't you be writing this down? <laughs> and I said, um, no, actually I should be finishing my yoga practice, but yeah, I'll, I'll let her know when I'm done. So I have a bunch of funny stories like that, but apparently, according to Marlene, uh, that has just scratched the surface. Apparently, a lot of my intuition and psychic abilities and mediumship are about to really, really come online this fall. So that should be fun. And I'm looking forward to that. But if you're interested in knowing more about the month ahead for yourself, uh, you can reach out to her, uh, Marlene Cronin. You can go over to our website at gatesinteriordesign.com or interiorvibes.com and get her uh, information in the show notes. Um, it was really great, uh, fun chatting with her um, and just learning some some new things and, and things that are happening with the planet, which I am going to have her back on the show to uh, help us understand 2020. But um, definitely worth uh, a rating from her. It was it was a lot of fun. Okay, so let's get back to our show idea of Joey Natolo. So picture this, a rough 
and tumble kid growing up in the streets of LA. His father was a pimp and a heroin addict. And I found this so interesting. The day that he was meant to go on a date with this beautiful girl who was to become his future wife, he was being held up at gunpoint. So, you know, we're not talking about the average person here. Despite a rough childhood, Joey did go on to use his street smarts and his hustle to gain a very successful and lucrative career as a real estate mogul and filmmaker. But I mean, how many people can say that, you know, their father was a heroin addict and a pimp? And how many people have ever been held up at gunpoint? You know, I have some friends that have, but that's not common stuff, right? (laughs) Well, here you've got this average guy who knows how to hustle. He's actually been told that he's had the, you know, the Midas touch, anything that he touched, he could make money out of it. He learned how to hustle and he really, really learned how to let his ego play the game. You know, he was able to make a lot of money, have really beautiful homes. He had a home in, I think he still has a home in Malibu, Um, beautiful cars, just, you know, what we would consider to be the exterior dream, the American dream of manifestation. But all of that changed in 2017. While in the shower, he suddenly had a burst of energy rush through him, heightening his awareness to hearing and perceiving things that no one else was seeing or perceiving or experiencing. But this didn't change things overnight. In fact, this process actually happened over the course of a couple years. And in fact, to the outside world, family, friends, things like that, Everyone was convinced that Joey had lost his mind, that he had like a a mental breakdown. He was experiencing a reality that no one else was, which landed him in a sea of medical facilities, psychiatrists, and doctors who guess what they wanted to do? They wanted to medicate him. Eventually, he was institutionalized at UCLA Mental Health, which was not prepared to deal with what Joey was going through. It was an energy-based heightened awareness, better known as a spiritual awakening or kundalini awakening. The only way our modern medical system knows how to deal with this or knew how to deal with him was to label him mentally ill and mentally unstable. Now imagine this. Imagine if you are literally seeing past lives, future lives, current lives, and parallel lives, and you can't discern the difference. Well, that's what was going on with Joey. What I find interesting about this entire story is that for 20 years, I myself have been actively trying to open my own kundalini. I first learned of this thing called a kundalini in 1996 while I was in college. My friend Jory had given me a Kelly Hal cassette tape. Yes, for you millennials, (laughs) a cassette tape. It's this little plastic contraption and noise used to come off of it. But this cassette tape was uh, a breath of fire technique, which is fast breathing using your belly, your stomach as a bellow, and you breathe very quickly through your nose. And it's supposed to help you reach higher awareness and break through the stagnant energy. But here's the thing, I was under the impression that this experience was going to be very sexy, very amazing. And um, 
you know, I was just going to like turn on my kundalini and everything was going to be hunky-dory. Never did I envision the dark side of this until I heard Joey's experience. And the thing is, is that everything I've ever read uh, or watched about a kundalini awakening has always talked about the great sides and the benefits. And Joey can talk about that now. But the thing is, is that how do we get people through it when they're actually experiencing this and going through the shit of it all? So what I loved about this interview is, is I asked Joey, why you? Why do you think this happened to you? Because I think when we hear about his upbringing and his lifestyle, we question like, wait a minute, he wasn't working for it. He wasn't doing the work and this happened to him. Why him? Well, his answer is going to blow you away. And his answer was what every one of you should say to yourself every damn day. Why not you? Why shouldn't this happen to you? Why shouldn't you be able to experience this? Even though it was messy, we should all have the ability to approach all of the things in our life with worthiness, deservingness, and know that we are all coming from divinity and royalty. So during this interview, you are going to hear the hustle in Joey's voice. Oh my God, he's such a hustler. He's perfect for the spiritual world. You'll quickly learn why his spiritual awakening is going to make major waves in the spiritual world. And my hope is that for all of you listening today, you'll learn that we are a major, major piece in making this whole idea of spiritual health and spirituality come together and break out of the past paradigm. Because we are so quick to medicate and label when we should in fact be quick to understanding and listening to what it means to have a spiritual awakening. Alrighty, are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm excited to have Joey Natolo on the show. Welcome, Joey. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's interesting because when uh, Missy sent over your information, it, it I was actually laughing because um, I first learned about Kundalini awakenings back in the nineties. And I actually had a Kelly Howe cassette tape of all things. I'm dating myself <laughs> where, uh, she taught pranayama breath of fire and all these techniques to open up, you know, our, our Kundalini's and this energy and everything I had read and saw about Kundalini awakening seemed just really sexy and appealing. And, you know, uh, it was something that I was really attracted to and wanted to achieve. Um, but your experience really sounds quite different. Um, and it sounds like it kind of uh, ultimately became a beautiful thing. But can you explain to the audience what a Kundalini awakening is and what your experience has been like? Um, well, like you, I wasn't looking for it whatsoever. That's why, you know, like for me, I was, I was um, conducting my life as I knew it, you know, and I think that's why it was such a sudden jolt to the system and, and the people closest, my family members, it, it was shocking because of the way it hit me. Um, and I do feel that these awakenings are so different for everybody else. You know, my experience, I can express and, and I can tell you um, as far as I've, other experiences I've heard, they're all very similar. Like a there's the, the through line of, of a, an awakening, a Kundalini awakening, um, is I really 
think with the belief at the core of it is, is finding your union with God. It's when you awake. It's, it's when you start to feel connected to one another. One and everybody starts, you, you have this connected feeling and you start, but through this, it doesn't just start. It's beautiful. Like it didn't, it didn't start like that. It started out. I, I was acting, I looked like I was crazy. My, I was married, you know, for 21 years with four kids. Um, it may have looked normal from the outside, right? Because I was also, my dad was a pimp and a heroin addict. So I was raised on the street and I was, um, you know, I had an edge to me and I didn't graduate college or high school in my last, uh, probably seventh grade education. Um, but I was able to achieve a lot of, um, I'll say success, um, financial success. Um, and a lot, you know, I, I, I did everything from, I don't know, accounting, accounting companies. And it's fine. I'm not saying I can barely count, but I mean, I, I did so many things that I was in shock. Every people around me were in shock at how I was doing it, producing movies, a lot of different things, you know, and with, a, with, with limited education. Um, and I just felt that I was hu like a hustler, like, a, you know, you, you, you start to think like, you know, I'm, I'm just utilizing my street hustle. Well, at the ripe old age of 48 years old, I, I kind of figured out where that hustle was coming from, right? Our ego wants to believe it's us and that we're in control of everything and, you know, all around. And due to the way I was raised on the street and, and conducting myself, you know, intimidation, you know, there's things of how to get things that you want with manipulation with your mind. It's the same thing. It's just you're doing it on the street and, and, and using it in the wrong way. Um, well, when, when I started to wake up and it was, it was like, for me, it was like mood swings. It was, I didn't even understand what's happening. I'd just get in my car and I'd start crying for no reason. Um, and I just, I was real emotional. I would get sensations of, of warm feelings up and down my spine, my back. Um, but then it just, it, it intensified. But what, what would happen is I'd get up at three in the morning and I would go to, uh, I would go in my shower and start to meditate and I never meditated in my life, but I, something told me to do it and I did it. Um, but there were several things like this that kept happening closer and closer together that like, that would tell me to do these things that seemed quite odd. Um, far from the, my, the normal, my normal day things that I would do, my day to day activities. And so my family started to get worried. Um, and I, I finally felt I had to tell them what was happening. <laughs> I said, my, my, my friend who passed away, my best friend, I felt his energy. He came back and started communicating with me. And, and, and yeah, that's, that sounds shocking and weird. And I, and, and I, I got it. I, I, but I, but it felt so real. I had to communicate it, you know, and I did. And at first it was cute or they were kind of like pacifying me a little bit, but not sure what to really, you know, make of what I was saying, because there was much more being said. Um, and it intensified. I wanted to be in this place when I went to do yoga meditation, right? Not yoga, but really the meditation started with this place was so euphoric. It was, and I wanted to be there so much that, that the information that I was gathering and bringing back, they, it looked wild. It looked like other lives. I, I was talking about some King Arthur shit. I was going there and she was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I then I'm building like 20 million dollar spec homes in Malibu right I wake up I'm like no nah, I'm building temples she's like what 
this isn't something I, like this isn't this is way out out you know out the box for me temples let me tell you but i believed it i believed it like i believe the sun will rise so i started you know telling her these things more and more frequently and so then she started to be worried so about three years ago on thanksgiving she i i uh i let her take me and let, or let them take me i i went willingly to a mental institution um because i wanted to i, I would have went to a doctor's office right because i said i'll go to a doctor i'll go to a doctor and they they were having a couple glasses of wine on thanksgiving and they thought it was cute and they, they said let's just call an ambulance and get him there and da, 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 da. like they you know they thought they were having fun with this they didn't realize this how serious this really was and and it got serious you know once they 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 had me and they put me into a mental institution that was a 5150 and i lost my rights um and i went willingly because i wanted to know what was wrong with me i wanted to understand i wanted i needed help and i wanted to be helped but as i found out that what i was going through um emergency rooms and doctors western medicine they don't understand or recognize what an awakening is and due to that fact they said i was schizophrenic uh that says bipolar a bunch of different things and so they wanted me a medication and i would not take that medication so my now ex-wife said if you don't take medication you can't come home and so obviously i i left that house with a black patagonia bag and i never went back home and uh at first, I, you know, I spoke the victim thing, like, oh, I lost my family, and I, you know, but all those things shed, you know, I was separated from them for something I believed in, and and I really was just finding my union with God, and and I didn't really have a community to help me because I didn't understand what was happening to me. Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely want to get more into that. But one thing that I did have a question about is, you know, like I said at the top of the show, I. Uh, re was really disillusioned by, uh, in my thoughts, you know, all of the things that I've read, all the things that I've watched, all the books that I've uh, experienced with that have talked about the Kundalini awakening has been uh, very sexy. And it seemed like, you know, it was something that we've all, you know, want or should want to achieve. And what I found interesting is, is that I always thought that a Kundalini awakening was uh, something that shifted and like turned on immediately and there, there was no back and forth. And what I find uh, interesting about your experience is it seemed like it was really uh, an experience you were having over the course of about two years. And did you feel like it was kind of coming and going or was it just constant and you just couldn't figure out what the hell was going on? In, in the beginning, I had no idea because I was saying some wild shit. I mean, I woke up one day out of my, out of a, you know, and started telling my kids talking about G like stuff I'd never said before. Like, like, but I also started saying like who I started predicting things like who'd be president. Oh, um, I think places I'd be all these things, but they sounded so way out. It made me look really off, you know? So at the time, no, I had no idea what was happening, you know? And as I looked at it and I started to understand it and what was happening, I was going through an awakening. I feel in, in, in the people that I've come into contact with that some people, you know, some people are born awake, you know, you see kids that they're a little odd and, and then they're separated and they grow up, you know, they, they come into it, but they're usually a little different, you know, little kids that don't speak that may do, may do art, but, but then there's people that, that go through it. It may take five years. There's a woman I knew that was very conscious 
20 years conscious, right? And I didn't know if she wrote, would have had an awakening or not. And she recently just had one. And that kind of threw me off. I was like, wait a second, you, you, for 20 years, you've been practicing this. And she did not know what was going on. She like said she felt suicidal. You know, I said, you should not like PMSing or something. Like, you know, cause it, it, I, that's, I don't know, you know? So I had asked those questions because I just didn't understand. I understand it's my experience. So it was good to start to, to look out and see how many people, because I think really, if you're looking, like you were sitting there talking and we're identifying something and we're saying a kundalini awakening, right? Well, let's open it up a little bit, really. Because ultimately, it's what we all are is we're spiritual beings having a human experience. So we're like, we're passing through, right? And we're here looking for our purpose. What are we here to do? It's happiness, love. That's what we're trying to find. What we're trying to find is our union with God. Our union with God is our awakening, is opening up in that connectedness. So call it a kundalini awakening, call it chi, it's energy, absolutely, right? But this is the most fantastic thing that can happen to a man or a woman on this planet or outside this planet, right? This is the most amazing thing that, that the things you want to do, the connectedness, the love that you feel for, 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 for everybody now once you start to open up like this. And I know because I used to be the other guy. So when I see this in the medical profession and how they were treating people and saying that I was insane, I was like, that's a problem. Like, yo, you got to fix this. If you're telling me the most amazing thing that can happen to a human being is going through an awakening and you're going to tell me that I'm crazy and that they're crazy, that there's a problem with the system, right? And, and, and everybody that, that wants to, if, if everybody woke up one day, we'd have a, such an amazing world. I know because I, I know what I feel right now. I feel love. Every day I wake up, I feel it. Yeah, of course I have the ups and downs of what's happening in, in, in front of me. Cause this is a polarity planet and it's the balance. You know what I mean? Without good, there's not bad. You wouldn't even know what good was without something bad mm -hmm. or vice versa. You have night, you have day. It's the yin and yang of what's going on, but it's the balance of energy so that you can take the things happening, the day-to-day -day curriculum, the things that go through, you see in front of you on TV, you know, and navigate and then be of service. So these are things I did not, say preach or talk about i don't say they preach but you know I, I i just didn't even understand like if she told me before be a service i would have paid someone to do it for me i think that's yeah, well, a million dollar question you know here you are you're not doing the work you're uh kind of a thug who knows how to hustle and get the job done you know how to make money you know how to do all the egoic things very very well um, you've really, in a lot of ways, you're winning at life. And then one day this thing happens to you. Um, you know, what was that like? I, I, I know a lot of people in my world have been trying for 20 plus years to do this and like, haven't been able to do it. So, you know, um, why do you think you were able to achieve this? Um, that was my first question. Uh, why me? Yeah. Why, why me? Like what, like there's, there's the Buddhist guy down the street, right? Or the lady praying for 20 years. I pass her every day. Like what? Is, is someone playing a joke on me? <laughs> like for real. And they said, oh, no, no, no. No, we let you into the darkness far enough to pull you out so you could help kids like yourself. Mm. As soon as I heard it, I dropped to my knees and I started praying because I, I felt like I heard it somewhere. Uh, it was like this like realization. It just hit me. I was like, it was like, wham and i and i knew it was a knowing right there when i heard that 
I just knew. And I, I, and, and so when that happened, I went to my wife and I was like, you got to know this is really happening. And she goes, you're, you're, you're losing it. But at the time, money was really my God. Cause I know with money, I could trade all these different things around me, all these different illusions with money. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I told her, she's like, you're tripping, you're tripping. And I said, no, no, no. I said, take all of it, all the money. I want you to see, I'm telling you. She goes, and she goes, she looked at me. I remember looking at me. She goes, wow, now I know you're crazy. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, damn, there's like nothing I can do. Like everything that, that I really tried to do to try to explain to her the, the sincerity of what was happening to me just really made me look crazy because of my belief system before she knew me, you know, before the, the change. So it shocked a lot of people. So a lot of people, everybody on this planet, because the way we're so judged, right? We're so judged all the time that we always don't feel that we're worthy of anything. So the first thing I asked, what you said, why me? Why couldn't it be me? Why was I such a bad person that it couldn't be me? No, and I, don't, I think that that's, you know, I think that's a great way to look at it, to know that, you know, um, you have this epiphany, this spiritual awakening, and you have the ability to tap into um, a demographic, so to speak, that could really use this level of understanding. I mean, I think that we are driven by the ego. We've been conditioned to believe that money is the way, when in reality it's not. And I am curious, you know, you, you said that money was your God and, and, you know, it was very easy for you to manif- you know, manifest these material things. But the thing that really broke you away from that was because you saw the truth, you experienced the truth. What was that? What was it that you saw and experienced that really allowed you to say, you know what, I don't need to build spec homes. I need to build temples. Well, real simple. A hearse doesn't have luggage racks. You can't take it with you. And so when people start talking to you and you see that what's happening here, there's more. That's what I meant by having a a human experience. We're passing through. We can't take it with us. But we're doing all these horrible things to each other, stepping on each other. And the thing I was saying just before this last thing you said was, why me? Well, think about all these kids on the street. Think, why me? They say the same thing because they've been told this by their parents or people around them that they're less than, right? But everybody's worthy, and this is our God-given right to go through this and to feel this wonderful thing and to experience this. So nobody should ever feel, why me? We, we all are part of God, and that's, we walk through the door with that. It's our God-given right. And so we shouldn't let it be taken away by Western medicine when we're going through, and we should be cultivating this experience. Cultivating our kids, not with medication. That's like some, that's like some way out shit. So we need to make a change. And, and, and I'm not saying completely, but just to have options for people, just options, you know, because there's no option for us to, to go through this experience in the Western world. There isn't places and pockets, you know, Reverend Michael Beckwith, there's places, guys like that that will give you, you know, a platform to, to go through an awakening and, and to understand what's happening to you so that you don't end up in a mental institution or in, in a correctional facility. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious, your family and your friends, as you were starting to go through this, they think you're nuts. And, you know, I, I've, when I was doing some research on you, I was cracking up at some of the shit you were doing. I mean, you know, like sitting in the shower and running up and down the, I think the neighborhood naked and, you know, going to pavilions and buying $3,000 worth of supplies. Like, I mean, there, there's, 
I can see how on the outside. I can tell you this. I, I never, <laughs> it would have been funny. I never ran up and down the thing naked. But, <laughs> but what I did do is because everybody was treating me, they wouldn't listen to me. So they were like acting as if I was crazy. So what I did was I'd wear glasses, but I'd like pop a lens out or do things because I just found humor in it. Because the more that they just said I was crazy, the more I just, I just kind of messed with them. I was like, well, fuck it. You know, you're going to, you're going to keep tagging me like this and I don't believe you. So I'll just play into it and, and use humor just to kind of come out of it. Cause if not, I'd probably cry. So for me, it was just really the, the finding the, the humor in what was happening because they kept saying I was so different. You're acting different. You're acting different. And I said, really what's happening is you guys are acting the same and you need to identify what's really going on with me right now. And you're not, and I need your help. Yeah, and I want to discuss that. I want to talk about this idea of, you know, where we draw the line between spirituality and mental health, because I think our culture is very quick to label. Uh, we are very uh, quick to, you know, um, like you said, throw somebody into a mental hospital or, or definitely putting them on drugs, some type of prescription to maintain them or control them. So, you know, in Right now, I have the thing right now that can change it for forever. The fine line is never call it mental illness again. Call it mental wellness. Work from there. But where do people go? Like in India, there's all kinds of gurus that are prepped and prepared for this sort of thing to help manage this and, and help people navigate it. In our, in our Western world, we just don't have this. Our, our first thing is to label someone who's behaving this way as crazy. So what are some things that helped you? I mean, it sounds like your process was quite messy because you didn't have the help that you really needed. So if somebody is going through this, where do they start? What do they do to understand what's happening and get the help that they need? They need to reach inside. They need to reach deep inside because what's, what you just said was every, there's no yogis. Everyone's always looking outward to see who's going to help them, as I was as well. But what I'm saying is, is to make this so that it's table talk so that we understand. But we need to reach inside. This is inside us. We need to, mind, we need to calm the mind and meditate. And we need to go through this. It's like puberty. You nurture it, right? You, you nurture it. You want to you go through this experience and, and feel it. So it's important to to have it to where it doesn't feel it's 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 in you you it, everyone's reaching out okay it's not about a yogi it's not about they help their guidance okay it's you it's you you have to dig inside and you have to believe in yourself and a yogi will help guide you but that's not you it's about you it's all you i love that and do you think that three years ago as you were going through this would you have taken that advice was i know you're going in the shower and meditating but you know would that have been advice that you would have been okay sure i can go inside and i have all the answers within me would you have believed that no i got my advice from god and i'm here right now and i don't question it so three years ago when you were doing this that that's what really worked for you was to the reason well well I was listening to you. So the reason why I say that is because I feel this happened to me for a reason, right? So if I would have went to a yogi and they would have helped me out of it, and it would have been a different path for me. I wouldn't have this. This wouldn't have been my story, right? So I was able to kind of navigate through this so I can talk about this with other people that are, that are using chemicals to, to, to go through this, right? People use substances to not knowing to, to bring either bring away, to dull the senses 
or thinking that that's going to bring out things, you know, like some kind of spiritual awakening from plant medicine, which it does happen. But look, it's like they call alcohol spirit. So these things do bring this out. We all we are all antennas, and so we pick up on information, and we're ener- it's an energy based. Uh, it's really energy based, and and that's the whole reason I think Western medicine is their lack of understanding it is that they don't recognize energy. They recognize medicine and, you know, science. Yeah. And I love the idea of thinking of ourselves as antennas. I mean, that's a great analogy to see us in that way. You, uh, I know that you talk with ascended masters and I believe it's your, was it your best friend, Jeff, that was also communicating with you? Um, Yeah, he was the first one. And, and (laughs) it was so wild because, I wouldn't, you know, I was at a Boy George concert with my wife and because her dad, he, her dad liked to listen to Boy George. So we went and it all started there. I was walking through a hallway and, and my friend started singing in my ear and I went up to slap him five. Like, and when I looked at my hand in the air, that I actually, I was like, that scared me. I was like, wait a minute. Why did I do that? So when I went back to my seat, that was kind of the start of it because the next morning was the first morning I went and did the meditation and he fully started communicating with me as I'm talking to you now, but I didn't know if I was going crazy. You know, I didn't, I was trying to manage what was happening or maybe I was dying. I was like, well, why is this, you know, you, you, you're, you have to, you go through this, you know, ruling things out of what's happening. Cause you, you start changing. I lost probably 60 pounds. You know, you, everything changes. My eye color changed. I don't look like the same human being at all. Well, like you said, we're, you know, spiritual beings having a, a human experience. So uh, it's just a meat suit for now to get you through this lifetime. So <laughs> don't be so attached to it. But, you know, I'm, I'm curious, you know, you, you've now got this wide open communication. And um, I know that you have seen things and, and you've shared communication with Ascended Masters and whatnot. Um, you know, what's been revealed to you for those that are listening today, what should all of them be doing or not doing, or, or what are some things that need to be changing, you know, to make our world a better place? I mean, it's, it's, it's taking your inventory, your moral inventory of when you, when you conduct your day, you know, what's it, if somebody actually really goes, you know what? I want to, I want to have a good day today, right? I want to have a good day. Well, wanting something is great, but really it's the intention of what you do, right? Because wanting something or an idea is 5% of it. The execution of that is 95%. It's for real. That, that's, what, that, that's how things happen, is the execution of a good idea. So what you want to do in the beginning of the day is, the day is set your day with intention. Spend five days, put your palms together, breathe and set your intention for the day of what you want for yourself. If you're that important to yourself, then take five minutes of your day, right? And set an intention. You'll leave the house, smile at somebody, you know, even if they say something horrible to you, doesn't, don't put your, put your orc field up. Don't let it bother you. And you'll start changing people's fields around you. And it's magnetic. It starts happening. The other people will start acting the same way. That's what awakenings do is when awakenings happen, we feel connected to one another. So I think it's real important for everyone to understand that we need, so we need to understand what an awakening is. We need to know that the medical profession understands what the symptoms are because they mirror schizophrenia. Look at how many people have been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. How many kids, how many, how many 
kids do you know? Maybe kids, you know what I'm saying? Kids you may have. My kids were. I, I believe I've read book bipolar awakening. I think that a lot of these people are being misdiagnosed. Um, and so I do feel that we need to change that. And until we do as a conscious community, this is a community period that we can't grow. We, we can't really grow and move forward and get the things we want unless we're being received right. And we're understood as human beings, as earthlings. I love it. I can, I can hear the hustle. I can hear the fire in your belly as you talk about this. And <laughs> I love it. I, I just changed my hustle. I was just, you know what I mean? I, 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 I that's, that's what happened. Which is great. I mean, you know, you take that drive. You, I love the idea of taking moral inventory and putting that execution to the idea. Like you said at the top of the show, you had this hustle in you and you were utilizing the law of attraction. You were just using it for the wrong things. You know, you've, you're basically everybody doing is. all the same. Everybody thing. Is. I think everybody, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it, I, it's so key. You said something so key. We all have it. It's not just me. Right. That's what they said. You're like, why me? It's like, no, all these kids, all of us, we're not even being told that, that we're all super beings. We're superheroes. We're, we have all these things. And, and if we just taught and showed our kids and our communities this and how they treat one another and they be, it, it just, it, it's infectious. We would all treat one another differently. You know, we treat one another from the soul. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, one of the questions that I had from you, and I think that, you know, you can definitely hear the fire in, in your voice as you talk about this. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you was, you know, what has been one of the greatest benefits that you've experienced uh, from this awakening, what you know, knowing who you were five years ago as opposed to now, what's been the greatest benefit of the the awakening? I love myself. Mm. That's hard for a lot of people to say. Yep. The worthiness and the deservingness and um, feeling full rather than lack. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, because how, how really do you show love to somebody else if you can't love yourself? It's all bullshit. It's, a, it's like you're masking. Mm, that's great. I hope the audience really resonates with that because I think there's a lot of people out there that probably uh, cannot honestly say that they love themselves. They can easily say they love other people, but they find lack and you know, unworthiness within themselves. Or, the, or maybe they, find, they, they think they love themselves by tanning or buying all these things and spending money on their themselves but that's that's not it either you know mm. so tell us about you have a, a podcast you've developed a show is one of it's called a space between i believe is it yeah, space, um spacebetween.com yeah and you know did you develop this to help educate people about spiritual awakenings or to broaden people's horizons or what, what's some of the reasons that you started it i mean it started it started you know, like most things, and, and, it, and it's evolved into what it is now because there's other collaborations of the other minds that are working with me on it. Um, but ultimately, I really, the first person I interviewed was my ex-wife because I wanted, everyone was asking, what are you doing? You know, because we still weren't, it, this was still very volatile. Um, but I said, I want to see, I want to know from her point of view what she saw. You know, it made it seem very normal to me, but I, I, I wasn't acting normal. Um, and I wanted to understand that for other people so that showing that two people that went through something so severe and we never thought we'd ever be away from each other. 
ever. We were so close. So this was very difficult for both of us, our family, very still, still difficult. But um, it, uh, I just lost my train of thought. I was thinking about my kids, my apologies. Can you bring, can you bring me back to where I was at? Yeah, we were just talking about the, you know, going through this and the experience of, and and basically from that, you created the podcast, A Space Between, and your first guest was yeah. your ex-wife. Yeah, my, yeah, I was thinking about my son, I apologize. Um, yeah, I brought her in, I started talking to her and interviewing her and, and you know, and just seeing that the, the, the fine line between mental illness and spirituality and, and, and also addiction. And, and spirituality and and to go through the, the these things and I didn't realize because I ended up in a mental institution first and then I ended up in a rehab a couple of them because they couldn't hold me in, in mental institutions because I <laughs> I wasn't crazy but there was other reasons too I had attorneys and other things and I got my way out of there um, and I started to see the things and how they were treating people and 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 this was and I didn't realize at the time I mean my dad died from heroin my best friend died, Jeff, Jeff died from drinking. Everybody around me died from a, a, a substance. Um, and me, unaware of it, me, I was dying too of, of, of substance abuse like years ago. And, you know, so I was aware of this, this, you know, this heavy thing that people carried around. And so I was put through this to understand it so that I could help the situation um, with this podcast. Um, and just to share my experience. Because like I said, if this could happen to me, it could happen to anybody, you know. Um, I'm a normal cat. I surf, motocross ride, you know, mixed martial arts. Like I'm a, like, everyday dude I look at myself like. But I'm, I guess, I'm a spiritual cat. I am now. And I think everybody is. It's just, you know, we're taught as men to be men. You know what I mean? I used to tell my son, go whoop his ass. What did he say to you? You know, that is so foolish, you know. But because of the way I was raised. That's just the way, you know, that's just the way I, the way I was. I don't say that now. Like I'm, I, I would cultivate my son to be as sweet as he can be. You know, he's a love, he's beautiful, but kids are mean, you know? Mm -hmm. So you do always, you know, you, it's hard. So you're in that balance of how to, to have your son to have a self protection. And, and that's where you, you know, you, you, you give them their guidance and, and, and it's in God's hand. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, watched the uh, or listened to the first podcast that you put up with your ex-wife and I was I was actually very thankful that you uh allowed such a raw show to be up. I think it's really pivotal in showing the difference between spiritual uh health and mental health and and where we do draw that line and I think what was so key about that show is you know where you're coming from from a place of love and admiration and understanding and she seemed really raw and not understanding and still trying to figure it all out and I can really see from her perspective how um, this event that changed you greatly you know made her world implode but you're both having an experience and it's to teach you both some type of a lesson. You, you signed up for this. It's just, it's hard because we don't remember those things as, you know, as beings being here in the human condition. But I thought it was really helpful from 
her perspective to see what she was going through and is going through because of it all. And like I said, you know, it's, it's really glamorized to have a quote unquote spiritual awakening. And I thought that that show was great because it really shows the unsexy side and the, the messiness of it all and what happens when you go through it. It's great now that you're on the other side, but it's still quite messy. Oh, you, like that's what I'm saying. It's not pretty. You know, it wasn't it's, pretty it, at all. <laughs> no, like I was like, "What are you doing?" And I and 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 I was I was nervous. Are you kidding me? But it was so important. That's why I was, when I started talking about it, I lost my train of thought because my son, he he comes in and works with me now on this, and he was listening to to some of these interviews, and and it's healing for everybody. But it's a lot, you know. And it, it but it's amazing. I'm I'm grateful for everything. I'm 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 grateful it happened. I'm grateful. Uh, I love my ex-wife. She's a wonderful mom and, and we're best friends now. And, you know, and I'm, I'm, I've always been, you know, a bit different, I guess, you know, so am I different now? So what's the big deal? You know, so I, I, I'm just looking to, as long as I'm here, look, before I was the golden, the golden goose, I loved the golden eggs, right? That's what I did. And I told my, my former wife, I said, look, moving forward, Eggs are going to be half gold and half white. I got to give it half away. I got to do some things with this because it's just important for me as a human being where I'm at. I need to do this. And, and she was not understanding it. She's great. She was always giving donations. She was wonderful. She's a beautiful person, but she still wasn't understanding where I was at with that and what that meant. Because I think, well, I think she actually did now thinking about it because I think she knew that it was going to take me away from my family she saw that I was changing and that I was going to have to leave and she didn't want me to have to be leave or be separated. And I was like, I really, I really now it's the first time actually on this right now is thinking back about that was I think her biggest fear is that she knew that I was going to have to leave to explore what was happening inside me. She was afraid. Yeah. Which is a very real emotion. I mean, that's, yeah. that's why we're here is, is to experience that. I'm curious, what is, you know, for you now that you've had this awakening and all these things are going on and you have this realization and it's great that uh, you and her are, are now best friends um, and that your family, you know, it sounds like is accepting of you and has a little bit of a, a better understanding of what you've gone through. What's the future hold for you? What are some of the, the projects and things that you're doing moving forward? Uh, I have a project called Light Up LA on the 15th and 16th. 15th and 16th, come get lit. Um, being lit, conscious word for similar to awake, okay? What we're doing, I partnered up with Acon, Acon Lighting Africa, well, Acon Lighting America. We're going to bring solar power to lower income neighborhoods bring awareness to it. Um, we also are going to have a panel of speakers talking about mental health, mental wellness, about spirituality. Um, Snoop Dogg will be performing, this, uh, uh, several other musicians, and a panel of speakers. Um, it goes for two days, it'll be for two days. We're auctioning off a couple surfboards, a, a, a Kelly Slater surfboard, that was painted by a, a, a really big street artist named Retina. Um, we have another artist named uh, Chaz Guest. He's 
uh, Afro-American artist, probably the biggest Afro-American history artist in the world. Like he did a picture for uh, the Obamas that was in the White House. He did a for Oprah. So he donated us a piece of art that he collaborated with Retina about the Buffalo uh, soldier. Um, so it's an art and music gathering to bring awareness um, to to inner cities, you know, to, to it's like an urban, it's an urban conscious music festival and art gathering is what it is. And to bring awareness to the, all the things that we've been speaking about in a way that doesn't seem, you know, have athletes and artists talk about things that we've been talking about and make it very normal. It's not, but this isn't, shouldn't be so strange. You could be any religion, any, any, you know, it doesn't matter. We're, it, it, it all is the same, you know, it, it's love. It's treating people with respect. It doesn't matter if someone's Muslim, someone's, you know, you're doing the right thing. Because at the, at, at the threat of all of these religions, at, but it starts at the top. They all have a through line. They start, they start good, right? They change as they, things, as they start to have wanting more control. That's when they start putting all these guidelines and saying you're a sinner and blah, 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 blah. But ultimately it starts with, with good. So the through line of all these, and then we all have that. So they all have good in them. It's just, they have, you know, some things you have to navigate through. I love it. I can feel the, the fire in you. And it's like the, the Joey Natolo hustle, but it's for spiritual consciousness. <laughs> it's like you're, you're just changing the game and making uh, spirituality cool, which is awesome. Because uh, I think it's had a, a, a stigma about it. Like you said, you know, people think it's weird or they're, they're not even sure what it is. And you're bringing a cool factor to it. Uh, with surfboards and Snoop Dogg and you know that's great because I think that inner city kids do need to know about this they need that uh, awareness to know that the answers are within them because it could be them too you know there's there's nothing that's different about them and they need to feel the love and admiration that everybody else has uh, and use it for good if people can't yeah. make it to that event you know, what are some things, knowing what you know now, what are some things for people who are listening today that they should be doing more of to make our world better? Uh, well, if they go to spacebetween.com, um, there's an events page and they can find out all the information. Uh, I'm sure right now we're negotiating to have it live stream. Um, so people will, will be able to, you know, check it out all over the world, globally. Um, is that the question you asked? Was I, yeah, was that, uh, or, yeah okay. and then if there's anything yeah. else that people should be doing as far as, I don't, I want to be careful with the word should, but you know, just to make our, uh, now knowing what you know, uh, and having the awakening and the, the connectedness that you can feel that we all share, you know, um, what's your one tidbit to leave with the audience that they could start doing today to help with that connectedness and, and make our world better? I, I would say create a love affair with yourself. Mm, that's great. Really. Because if you really start to do things that really matter for who you are and for your being, for your soul, it would be meditating and doing things for your body, you know, treating yourself right. And then all of a sudden you start to, you'll start opening up and seeing that it, 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 it's like it's karmic bank. It'll, it'll pay back and you'll, it'll be magnetic in your auric field. You'll draw these things to you. You'll manifest amazing things and start to see things change that's what happened. And then you start talking like me and you go, and you start giggling about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think what's great about it is, you know, uh, I call that cultivating your cheese. So when you cultivate your cheese, 
Uh, you take care of yourself. You're operating from a full tank. You can get back yeah. in bigger ways. Say your, your phone's cut. Say again. I was just going to say here on the show, I'm an advanced feng shui practitioner. So I always tell people to take the time to cultivate their chi, which is exactly what you're talking about, you know, as far as yeah. taking care of yourself, meditating, going to yoga, you know, getting outside in nature. And when you cultivate your chi and you take care of yourself and give yourself self-love, you basically are operating from a full tank. So you can give more when you're operating from a full tank. Right, and she is energy. It's like Kundalini, it's ener you know, and, and that's like the Tai Chi is. It's the moving of the energy through the body. So this energy does get clogged in, 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 in areas of your body, in your chakras. And so, you know, with yoga and things like Tai Chi, these are things to help you and, and, and navigate through these things. Meditation, yoga, you know. So these are things that you can do that are really good for you instead of buying a new pair of shoes. Shoes are cool, you know what I mean? I always like new shoes. But it's more, I think that, you know, some deep breathing and some meditation is, is probably one of the best things anyone can do. For me, it's like taking out the garbage. You know, you, you wake up and you have a positive mind, you have a negative mind and you have a neutral mind. If you wake up, sometimes you may wake up and be in this negative mindset, right? And not for some reason, it, could, it doesn't, you don't know your, your mind works in serious ways. So to balance that out and, and, and to really set intention for your day, it, it balances that out. It, it makes you kind of clear things out. It, it makes you kind of call it to attention, call your soul to attention and your body at, at that time so that they align so that you could go through the day with direction and intention. Mm, and become a better antenna. Exactly. Think about all the stuff you pick up on and what you bring in. Yep. Yep. You just become a better conduit. The better you calibrate your own system, the, the more you're going to, uh, be able to connect and uh, become a better antenna. I love that analogy. I'm going to use that. I like it a lot. And the reason why, and the reason why it would be, it would be way more accepted, right? But it's being shunned by really by society. Like this conscious community before the sixties, it was the hippies, right? Well, mm -hmm. it's coming around. It's coming around again. There's a conscious movement and there's a shift happening right now. And, and, and us as spiritual beings, the way the society and what we're seeing on TV, we can't grow like this. It's splitting at the seams because as humans, our souls, they need, they need, they need to be fed properly. And not by what we're seeing on TV. It has to be by yoga, uh, meditation, uh, eating right, and, and taking care of ourselves. If you care, if you're going to victimize yourself your whole life and you're always a victim, then you, you stay in that game. And, and for me, when I release that victim, like when I told, I, I was always blaming my mom and dad for my harsh life. And so when I was able to release that, it was like, I took off a shit sandwich, you know, like I was like, wow, I called my mom. I love you so mom. And I, that's right. When I like figured out, I love myself. When I figured out, I stopped blaming everybody else for me. Mm -hmm. It took my responsibility and just was grateful because I'm, I love myself. So I wouldn't be here with all that. And I was able to release all those, those, that negativity that I carried around for, for years, you know? Mm. And that right there is the beauty in it because a lot of people default to negativity. That's their uh, That's reasoning for everything. It's cancer. It gives you cancer. Yeah, it does. 
Well, I yeah. think this is fantastic. And it's clear to me why you had this spiritual awakening. I think that um, you definitely are channeling it in a wise and intelligent way. And I think it's going to shift consciousness. I mean, we're already elevating into the fifth dimension. And I think you are going to be a conscious leader of that movement and help a lot of people realize that we all need to be doing this and that this is the, uh, the bridge, so to speak, to get more on board. Uh, as to why it's important. So thank you for taking the time today to come on the show and talk about your experience. Satnam. And if Satnam. anyone else out there, Satnam, and if anyone else out there is having an awakening or it feels like they're, they're, they, 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 they're not sure what's happening, uh, Nine Treasures Yoga is, is where I do yoga and they live stream yoga classes. And I can say if you sat in your house and you started doing postures and forms of just doing some breathing exercises if you didn't know or go to yoga kundalini yoga kundalini yoga for me was what saved my life so that's what i know so that's what i say to do but it, you know there's there's other you're gonna hit she can hit the car while we move i'll move she's about to hit the car okay hi <laughs> <We're still here. laughs> you do you joey <laughs> I, I was in front of my yoga class and and, and the yoga yeah my apologies but no. you're you're uh preaching what you really do lo and behold <laughs> <laughs> that's all right i yell at people all the time on this show to go to yoga so i mean you're about to get ran over because you're going to yoga <laughs> The funny thing was, she's about to hit the car, but it was the teacher. Oh, God. I like, hey, I looked up. I'm like, oh, that's, that's a perfect example of watch what you say. Uh, well, I again, I appreciate you saying yes to take the time today to share with my audience, you know, what a Kundalini awakening uh, is and what it looks like and, and what you can experience having one. And um how to navigate it you know what to do if you feel like you're going through this experience and share with the audience again uh your website address it's spacebetween.com yeah joey's got and a fantastic I, podcast there yeah and the the instagram handle space between now fantastic space between now i love it well, thank you again for coming on the show and sharing with the audience today and keep on keeping on. I mean, your podcast is great and I think it's really needed, um, especially uh, as people are looking for more tools and, and, you know, wanting to be accepted in the spiritual world. I think you're a cool cat that's going to really help people uh, bridge that gap. I appreciate it. I really appreciate the time that you gave me and it was, uh, I really had a good time talking to you. I recently saw that uh, Tim Ferriss, who also has a podcast, he recently interviewed Ken Burns, who is a famous uh, person uh, who's done a lot of documentaries. And actually, when I do my editing in my YouTube uh, videos, the program that I use, one of the techniques I use is actually called the Ken Burns technique. And he, uh, Tim had posted this uh, incredible quote by Ken that I thought was so uh, perfect for our show today. Ken said, there's always the certainty that the opposite of what I might believe in might also be true. And I think that after hearing Joey's experiences and what he's gone through with his Kundalini awakening and 
you know, just how our system was not prepared for him. And I'm sure many, many others. I'm hoping that all of you can uh, really walk away with this today and questioning, you know, what might also be true? What might be true for you? What are some things that maybe you've been uh, unaware of or maybe closed off to that are actually truths or maybe truths for you? I think that we need to uh, take a step back, which I say all the time. My teacher always says to take a step back and not be so quick to judge. You know, everybody's going through uh, their own journey. We're all on this path together. And the goal here is for us to all be kind and compassionate to the best of our ability and help each other rise. And so I wish all of you a uh, terrific spiritual awakening, whatever that looks like for you. And hopefully this podcast has helped you understand all of the many benefits to what spirit can bring into your life and why we all need it. Right. All right, everyone. My name is Amanda Gates. I hope that you've enjoyed the show today. Be sure to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Uh, Let us know what you thought of this show or past shows or all the shows you've listened to. We love to hear from you. If you'd like more information, you can head on over to my website, which is interiorvibes.com. We have tons of information on there, uh, tons of videos, past podcasts, and also information on getting a floor plan reading if that's something that you're interested in. Don't forget, I will be traveling to Vegas and also Sedona. So if you're interested in having me do a workshop or a class or would like me to do a consultation, you can just reach out to the team. All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.